good to us. He's so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Oh, thank you for the blood tonight, God. Thank you for your power, oh God. Thank you for your grace. And your, you are good, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. He is so worthy. He is so worthy, worthy, worthy. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. And amen. God is so good. It's good to see everybody here. Amen. Praise God. Uh, so, all right. So, we want to get right into our lesson tonight. Amen. We're talking about Christian soldiers. Amen. As a living sacrifice. Amen. Christian soldiers. As living sacrifice. Now, last week we was talking about being a Christian soldier. Amen. And you notice the theme, the whole month is, is as I brought out last week, about being Christian soldiers. Because the Bible lets us know that God is a man of war. And when God brought Israel out of Egypt, the Bible says he brought the armies of Israel out. And when you look, when you're studying the scriptures, you see that the the Bible has so many things that relates to the military. And I think I've shared this before. If you notice, you know, when God was setting them, told gave Moses instructions, and the thing you got to watch when you're reading the Pentateuch is how detailed God is. He lays everything out specifically in order the way. And all of it has patterns. It's a, it's a pattern of Christ himself and what he's wanting to do. And this is why he told Moses, see that you make all things after the pattern showed you in the mount. You know, and I don't know if you, you even probably didn't even pick up on the spot about when the Lord told him that all the tribes was the, the, the uniting their standard. Everybody know what a standard is? You've been in the army, you know what a standard is. Standard is your flag, is your guide on. Amen. And every military unit has a guide on or a flag. And when you assign to that unit, you can be anywhere you want to. And when you see those colors and they say fall in, you know where you are to fall in at. And that's why God did this with Israel. He says, okay, you put the tribes by their standard around the sanctuary and as a result they know where they're supposed to get in formation and where they're to set their tents and where they're supposed to be you know we're in the lord's army and so we should know the standard we should we should know the, the battle cry amen and, and you know and i i was sharing saturday when i was teaching over in milwaukee i was i was trying to let them understand and see the fact that you know a lot of times we jump quick to isaiah 9 6 for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government should be upon his shoulders, his name should be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, there be sure no end, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. I see, but we miss verse 5. Because verse 5 says, every battle of the warriors with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. You know, and you wonder sometimes why you hear all these confused noises and, and why there's so much going on a lot of times. Well, this is warfare. This is war. And so we have to realize that in battles, there's, there's things that happen that you wonder. I mean, 
If you stop and monitor today, what you hear going on a lot today is a lot of, and even in the natural military, you hear a lot of things called friendly fire. A lot of people are being killed by their own people because the bombs are dropping and everything else. That's, you know, that's being killed by friendly fire, you know. And a lot of times that happens in the church. A lot of people get killed by friendly fire. It shouldn't, you know. But a lot of times it happens when people are not in the right place and doing what they're supposed to be doing. They can get killed by friendly fire. Amen. And so we have to make sure that we monitor where we're at and what we're doing. And now tonight we want to pick up again tonight. Romans 12, our main scripture. <clears throat> Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren... By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Okay? Notice, a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Notice that what he calls you to be is to be a living sacrifice. Now, last week, we realized that a living sacrifice is something that is alive. He's not dead. We talked last week about when God, when Abraham offered up Isaac. Isaac was not dead. Isaac knew exactly what was transpiring. He even said to his father Abraham, here is the wood and here is the fire, but where is the sacrifice? And God, he says, my son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Amen. And we know that even though Abraham bound Isaac and had him on the wood and was getting ready to take his life, you know, but there was some forerunners there that God, the Bible lets us know in the book of Hebrews 11 in the faith chapter that Abraham was persuaded that even if he killed Isaac, God would raise him up because he had received him in a figure. Abraham, Isaac was a figure of Jesus Christ. Amen. He was a figure of Jesus Christ. Amen. For God, the Bible of Hebrews tells us, know that he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Talk about Isaac. And we know that Jesus telling Nicodemus in John 3 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting than life. So a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, is to be a sacrifice is the precious. We we realize that a sacrifice is precious, is 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 something very important, is something that you want to give to God and you want to give him you. This is why Paul told the church at Thessalonica and uh I think it's uh chapter two of Thessalonica, he says, I pray God that your whole soul uh, mind and body be preserved, blameless, you know, for Jesus Christ. So every bit of us, amen, every part of us should be found blameless for Jesus Christ. We are to be a living sacrifice. It is not dead, amen. If you're dead spiritually, then guess what? Your worship would be dead. If you're dead spiritually, your giving would be dead. If you're dead spiritually, your attitude will be dead. If you're dead spiritually, then your outward demeanor will be dead. 
Amen. These are just a few of the things that you can evaluate yourself in to see if you are a living sacrifice here. You know, when you start talking about demeanors, you're talking about your manners, you're talking about people's conduct, their behavior, their character, their performance, amen, their appearance, amen. All these things in your bearing, how you conduct yourself, how you act, and the things that you do, amen, because you are living, you're not dead. We say that all the time. God is not dead. He's alive. Amen. And if God is in you, then He's the hope of glory. And so, you are to be that living sacrifice. Amen. And a sacrifice is always something that is willing to give that others might live. As we said before that the U.S. Coast Guard's motto is that so that others might live. They sacrifice themselves daily for men and women. They give their lives so others uh, may live. And so this is what we've got to do. We've got to be that living sacrifice. Some of you, you might be the only line of defense for your family. You might be the only one serving God right now. And that makes you a living sacrifice. You've got to be that go-between. You've got to stand in the gap. Amen. So that, you know, the, the Lord will see that, yes, I do have a her, or yes, I do have a him there that is willing to sacrifice to save their families and to save their loved ones. Amen. And that's what we want to be, is we want to be living sacrifices for God. Amen. Paul says and you want to be a living sacrifice for God because it's your reasonable service. And the least you can do, when you look back and you look at the grace of God and the mercies of God and the things that God has done for you, the least you can do is be a living sacrifice. Represent Him in the earth. Be what He's asking of you to be so that others can see Him. This is why you are called to be a light set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Amen. The grace of God, that mercies of God. You know that song it says in Psalms 89, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. And with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. Amen. The mercies of the Lord. In Psalms 103, if you go to Psalms 103, verse 1 through 5, real quick. Psalms 103, open your Bibles if you would. Amen. Soldiers never go to war without a weapon, right? You're weaponless. Amen. Amen. Psalms 103 verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and everything that is within me, bless His name. Now, does that sound dead? Huh? His holy name. That's not dead there. That scripture that don't come say you're dead. It says bless. So that means everything that's within me, I am to bless the Lord. Amen. I am to be alive in my worship. I am to be alive in thanking Him. Amen. Why am I going to bless Him? Amen. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Amen. I think I've shared with you numerous times that I carry this green card in my pocket called an ID card because... I'm retired from the military, and so it gives me all kinds of benefits. It gives me all kinds of privileges, you know, to get on military bases, go to doctors, all these benefits that came from 
serving in the military and retiring in the military. The same thing when you retire from your job. You get a lot of benefits and benefits to go along with it. So he says, don't forget all of your, his benefits. Right. Amen. What kind of benefit? For he forgive thee of all thine iniquities. Think about that. He healed of all thy diseases. He redeemed thy life from destruction. Who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Look at that. Amen. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. Amen. So you are the blessed Lord. Amen. So this is what Paul, this is your reasonable service. This is one of the reasons you should be a living sacrifice because of what he has done for you. Don't forget the Lord. Don't forget the benefits. Psalm 68, 19 says he daily loaded us with benefits. In other words, God just backs the dump truck up and says, here, you know, he loads you with benefits day by day. Amen. His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faith in his lamentation, 3.22 said. The Lord is my portion. Amen. And so because of the God's mercies and because of his love, the least that I can do, amen, is to reveal to this world what he has done for me. Amen. To be that living sacrifice, amen, that others can see what God is doing in my life. Praise God. This is why we need to be, amen, alive and not dead. It requires you, amen. This is what Peter says in Second Peter 2, as we quote it all the time. Add to your faith. See, faith is not to be dead. Amen. Look at Hebrews uh, 11, verse 5 and 6. We know about Enoch, don't we? What happened to Enoch? He walked with God, didn't he? Huh? He was not what? <laughs> Amen. By faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. He was a living sacrifice. When you go back to the book of Genesis, I think it's chapter 4, you see that Enoch, amen, he, he lived for 300 years. He walked with God for 300 years after God brought him out of his, what he was at. Amen. 300 years he lived as a sacrifice for God. And he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. A living sacrifice. This is what you want. Amen. You want to be able to hear God says, can, can, have you tagged my, tr- my servant Wayne? Have you checked with my servant? Amen. You want to be that living sacrifice. He walked with God. Verse 6 says, because without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that it is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He became a living sacrifice. Amen. Now look at Moses. Amen. And go, so jump down to verse 24, I think it is. It might be 29, 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, ex- choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, didn't endure the pleasures of sin for a season, for he had respect 
unto the recompense of the reward, esteeming Christ as greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt, because he had respect to the recompense of reward. Amen. All this is by faith. See, when faith is alive, you're going to be alive. Faith comes by hearing, and it comes by hearing the Word of God. These things was written, why? For our example, that we, through faith and patience of the Scripture, may find hope. Amen. So we are to be that living sacrifice. We're not to be dead. Amen. We are precious stones. Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 1 through 5, amen. He goes on and he says, amen, that we are to be living stones, built up. As a spiritual house to do what? To offer spiritual sacrifices. You are a spiritual house. Why are you a spiritual house? Because the Spirit is in you. Amen. When you get in the New Testament and he starts talking about your spiritual temple, he's reverting you back to the Old Testament when they, God gave Moses the instruction of how to build the tabernacle in the wilderness. Then the Spirit of God descended. It was a type and shadow of the Holy Ghost coming upon us. Amen. And as a result, now God's Spirit, He says in John fourteen twenty three, I think it is, I will take up a bold in you. Amen. So if we have the Holy Ghost, you are this spiritual temple now. And you are to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Amen. You are to be that living example of what God really is looking for in the earth. Amen. This is what God wants. And so you are a lively stone. You are built up upon a holy temple, a holy priesthood. As we saw last month, we talked about the priest's job was to determine what was clean and unclean, what was holy and unholy. That is your responsibility now. It is your responsibility to study the Word of God so that you are firm and steadfast. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.11, we are built upon the foundation. Amen. For no other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You've got to know what is in the foundation. If not, you're not going to build right on the foundation. <coughs> Excuse me. So we've got to be this lively stone. We've got to be firm. We've got to be steadfast. Amen. We've got to be firm and solid in our beliefs. We have to be firm and solid in our doctrine. We have to be firm and solid in our faith. Amen. Because all Scriptures give us these things. And because in the beginning was the Word, and God is the Word. So when we hide the Word of God in our hearts, in our minds, we can be that sacrifice that He's asking us to become. Amen. <laughs> Excuse me. So, we are to be that spiritual house, except the Lord build the house, Psalm 127.1. They labor in vain that builds it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchmen, but what? Wake up in vain. Amen. So, we are to be firm. We are to be steadfast. Notice what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer. What's an example of the believer? 
Anybody here? <laughs> What's an example of a believer? If I, if I told you I was a believer, what would you start looking for? What kind of fruit? What are they? What would you look for? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faith, meekness. What else would you look for in me? Huh? Faithfulness. What else? Commitment. What else? Loving. What else? Example. What kind of an example should I be? Huh? Christ's example. Okay? So you start looking for these things, right? Because why, do, why would you even start looking for those kind of things? Okay. Go ahead, Sister Sonia. Okay, what he is, right? And so we want to be like him. He's, he's, he's in us. See, when you look at the tabernacle in the wilderness, all it is is a pattern of Jesus Christ. See? That's all it is. It's, it's laid out. He's the bread of light. He's the light. You know, he's the sweet smell and savor. You know, all these things is, is, is just like him. You know, that if you look at the way the tabernacle was built, you know, it, the skins and stuff was probably some of the ugliest stuff you could have, right? And then don't Isaiah 53 tell us when we see him that he has no beauty that we should desire him? Amen. Amen. But it had a purpose, didn't it? To save people from their sins. Amen. And so therefore we have to realize that we are to be an example. This is your reasonable service. See, when you are thinking about what God has done for you, how he has delivered you, how he set you free, we should be some of the most excited people in the whole world. You know, we should be some... As David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. My feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. Amen. He says, a day in that court is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in tabernacles with wickedness. Amen. Because we're living sacrifices now. We're those living stones that Peter is calling for us to be, to be built up uh, on a holy temple. We're a holy priesthood. Amen. And you are responsible now to manage the temple. When you God chose the tribe of Levi to do what? Manage the temple. Amen. And this is a type and shadow of what we are was going to become. Amen. Now he puts his spirit in us. He chooses us for himself. And so we are now to be that holy priesthood. And it's up to us to manage this temple. Amen. The priest could not just let unclean things come into the temple. They had to determine what was holy and what was unholy. You have responsibility to manage this thing. Not me to manage you. You have to manage you based on the Word of God. Because God gave them the instructions. He gave the priest the instruction of what they should do in that temple. And that's why the Word of God is so essential for you and I. 
This is why Paul says, if you defile the temple of God, him God will destroy because the temple of God is holy. This is why we said, don't do some of this stuff that people are doing in the world because you will defile yourself. You will render yourself a not a living sacrifice because when they brought that sacrifice, it had to be right. It could have no blemishes, could have no, no problems. It was giving God the best. And so you have to manage your temple. Amen. Because you are the temple of God. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are. See? You're a living sacrifice. All the time for God. You should be excited. That He's brought you to the priesthood. Amen. Aren't you glad? That you're a priesthood for God. Amen. Hallelujah. This is what you want to become. You want to be... A priest, amen. Second Corinthians six seventeen, as I was just talking about. He says, What agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the dead God. What do you say? Huh? First second Corinthians six sixteen. He don't say you're the temple of the dead God. What does it say? You are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen. Notice, you are of the living God, so you should never be dead. <laughs> you're living sacrifice, you're lively stones, you're solid, you're firm. A stone is hard. It's firm. It's steadfast. It's unmovable. This is why Paul told the church of Galatia, be steadfast and unmovable. Always abounded in the Lord. Amen. You've got to be excited about this thing. What He's done for you. That's why I showed you Psalms 103. It says, don't forget what He's done for you. You knew where you were and where He has brought you from. Now be excited. Don't keep scrabbling the fence. Amen. The sacrifice was what? Set apart. Amen. When God got ready to bring the children of Israel out, they were to take a lamb and they were to set them apart. Amen. For the use. Amen. And this is what God has brought you apart for a purpose. He's brought you out of all that. He didn't have to bring you out of all that seven, almost seven billion people in the world. He could have left you right there. But He saw what He could use in you. He saw what He could do through you. Amen. And so now it's up to us to be that holy priesthood that He has called us to be. Amen. That sacrifice that He has now chosen us to be. Amen. To present, amen, holy sacrifices, spiritual sacrifices unto the Lord. Amen. Look at Hebrews 13, 15. Amen. Hebrews 13, 15. By Him. By who? Jesus Christ. Let us offer the sacrifices of to God once a day. Once a month. Whenever you feel like it. Huh? Okay. 
let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God once a year. Huh? <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Christmas, Easter. Huh? <laughs> Continually. That is with the fruits of our lips giving thanks unto His name. Continually. The sacrifices of praise. Isaiah 61.3 says, He has given you a garment of praise for the spirits of heaviness, that ye might be called trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, that He might be glorified. Amen. God wants to be glorified in you. Amen. And through you. But if you're dead, nobody's going to see that. That's why Paul says the dead, I, I think it's Isaiah, I, I can't, I went to Isaiah 43. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on one minute. Amen. Isaiah. The dead cannot praise God in the grave. I know that. I got it in here somewhere. Hey, Isaiah 38, 18 and 19. Isaiah 38. Amen. 18 and 19. Notice what he says here. For the grave cannot praise thee. Death cannot celebrate thee. They that go down into the pit cannot hope for the truth. Amen. The living. No, that's not what it says. It says the dead. The dead. He shall praise thee as I do this day. Huh? The living, come on, the living, the living, the living, not the dead. The living shall praise thee as I do this day. The fathers to the children shall make known thy truth. Amen. When you know truth, you're supposed to be excited about truth. You're supposed to be a living sacrifice. You're supposed to be a living stone. You're supposed to be excited that the truth of God has been revealed to you. You have got truth in you. You're not The grave can't praise God. The dead can't praise God. It's the living. That's why Ephesians 2 says, You who were dead in your trespasses and sin have you quickened together with Him. By grace are you saved. Amen. It's that unmerited love. Now you are supposed to be living to praise God. God, and then continually with the fruits of your lips, giving thanks unto His name. You were dead. Now you're alive. He breathed in you the breath of life, and man became a living soul, not a dead soul. Amen. So you're to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Your whole life, your soul, your body, your mind, all of you, should be to God, for God, not the devil, not the world. You belong to Christ. Amen. And when you realize this, he talks about the show of truth. That's what it's all about. Your life is a reflection of an example of Jesus Christ. He's in you. 
So you know truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. He's in you, brothers and sisters. And so, God is no longer dead. He got up from the grave. Amen. And so you have been lifted up. Now is not the time to drag around and murmur and bicker and complain and be dead. It's to be alive. Let your light shine, your holy priesthood. Amen. To offer up spiritual sacrifices of praise to God continually with the fruits of your lips. When you come in, you're supposed to come in alive. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. Alive, 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 alive. My God is forever alive. Amen. It's up to you to be alive. Amen. Let's look, you know, look at Psalms 42. Look at Psalms 42. David says, as the deer, or as the, as the heart, right? He calls the heart, we say as the deer, right? As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Amen. My soul thirsts for God, for the dead God. Huh? I'm searching for dead God, right? What am I searching for? A living God. Amen. My soul is thirsting for a living God. I want to be where God is alive. You know, I don't want to hang in the dead. I don't want to be in the grave. Amen. He brought me out of the miry clay. He's put my feet on a rock. And what did he do? He established my going, the Bible says. Amen. My soul is thirsting for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Verse 3. My tears have been my meat day and night while they continue to say, Where is thy God? Amen. Verse 4. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I have gone with the multitude. I went to them with the house of the, the voice of joy and praise and with the multitude in a holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Don't you hope in God? For I should yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. I'm going to praise Him. This is why he would go on and say in Psalms 20, The Lord hear thee in the tray of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thine offers and accept all thy burnt sacrifices. A grant according to thine own heart and fulfill thine own counsel. In the name of the Lord, we will, we will rejoice in the name of the Lord. In the name of our God, we will set up a banner. Psalms 20. We'll set up a banner, he says. Amen. Why? Because the Lord will perform all your petitions. Now know I that the Lord will save His anointed. He will hear Him from His holy heavens. Amen. With the saving strength of His right hand. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. 
but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen to stand upright. Save, Lord, let the King hear us when we call. Amen. We are risen to stand upright. Why? Because we are called to be built upon a temple. Amen. We'll build up as spiritual houses. Amen. That is firm, that is sure, that is steadfast, that is unmovable. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain to build it. He's given us the stuff. This is why he told Moses everything he was to use to build the house. This is why he's given us this. Everything we need to build this temple is right here. Everything we need to operate in this temple is right here. Amen. Because we're not dead. We're alive. Don't get so down in the mully grubs. Don't let your surroundings bother you. Don't worry about your surroundings around you. They're dead. (laughs) You have been chosen as a living sacrifice. Amen. So that you can be set apart for God. And you are to allow them to see you. Amen. Examine yourself, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, 6 says. Examine yourself whether you what? Be in the faith. Are you in the faith? Then you should be alive, right? (laughs) If you're in the faith, you're supposed to be alive. That's right. Amen. Paul says, none of these things move me. You know, Paul was beaten. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He went to all the prison over and over and over. And he says, but none of these things move me. Neither did I count my life dear to me that I may what? Finish my ministry which I had received of the Lord Jesus Christ to make known the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Amen. We are living sacrifices for the Lord. Examine yourself. If you find yourself like you did, examine yourself. Pinch yourself. Say, What's wrong with you? That's what David is saying in Psalm 42. He says, what's wrong with you, soul? Don't you believe in God? Don't you trust in God? He says, I went to church. He said, I went with the multitude on a holy day. So in other words, he was saying, I'm supposed to be excited. I am supposed to realize because of the truth of God's word that we have heard, it should automatically kick in every time you hear the word of God to lift you up. Because this is what Paul is saying in Romans 15, 4, that is through patience and comfort of the scripture that we find hope. So you, all you need to do is, if, I don't care what you're going through, you can read anything in there, it's, it's alive, it's not dead. And if you apply it to your life, amen, it will come to truth. It will come to fruition. And so you're supposed to be alive. You're not supposed to be dead here. A living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. How much do you think you're worth to God? Priceless. He gave his life for us. Amen. So that means you are valuable, right? You are valuable to God. You know, and Paul told Timothy, he says, in every house there is vessels, some of honor, some to dishonor, some herb, some clay, some wood. He said, but if you purge yourself, you will be a vessel of honor, fit, and meet for the master's use. See? So this is what you want to be. It's fit for the master's use. Right. 
You know, I, I, I asked the, 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 the people in PR when I'm teaching Purpose Institute, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, your calling and stuff. So I says, how do you go from being called of God to being chosen by God? And it all deals with the prep, earnest of your preparation, what you're doing. You know, God called you out of the world. Now, you can go to be chosen by God by preparing prayer, reading the word, witnessing, you know, fasting, all these things. The more you do to enhance this, you'll get chosen by God. You know, think about that for a moment. You know, even though Paul was going down the wrong road, he was still eager about what he was doing. He just didn't have the fullness knowledge of God. Until he could, God brought him into the fullness of the revelation of truth. There's a lot of people out there that love God. They ain't in the fullness of truth yet, but the earnestness of hunting for God, they don't find it. That's why Jesus said, you find me when you seek for me with your whole heart. See? So the earnestness of your eagerness to prepare yourself and study more and to do more, God is going to draw and reveal to you more. You know, and that's going to lift you up more because more truth brings more excitement. See, and this is what God says, study. Right, of the God be not ashamed. A workman be not ashamed, rightly divine the word of truth. So prepare yourself more. Study. What does God want to do with you? He didn't just choose you to sit on a pew. He's got a purpose for your life. And so the more you prepare... He's going to take you to a higher level, amen, than what you could ever imagine. You know, you may be thinking, well, God wants me to be this and God wants me to be that, you know. But that may not be what God wants you to be. But as you study, as you prepare yourself, he will take you to what he wants you to be. The more you apply yourself where you are right now, I guarantee you he's going to make you up a little bit higher, amen, and what you're doing. So you are to be that, that spiritual house. Wow. To offer up spiritual sacrifices. See, notice he's calling you a spiritual house. Amen. And you're to be a living sacrifice, so guess what? If you're a spiritual house, you're priesthood, then you should be offering up spiritual sacrifice. Everything that comes from you should be spiritual. Amen. Your worship, your wave offering, your heave offering, your sacrifice offering, your thanksgiving offering, everything you do unto God should be spiritual. (laughs) Because that's what He's chosen you for, to offer these things up to Him. Amen. A sacrifice offering well-pleasing and acceptable unto God. Amen. You want it to be well pleasing. Paul says in, in Luke, I mean, Jesus says in Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? What did he anoint him for? To preach the gospel to the poor. What else? Cover sight to the blind. What else? Deaf to the hear. What else? Real the brokenhearted. What else? Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the broken heart, preach, live, do the captives, recover the sight to the blind. <laughs> huh? 
and preach the acceptable day of the Lord, right? All right. So, thinking about that. Why didn't he talk about the vengeance of the Lord? Huh? Remember, remember we talked about this? Because Isaiah 60, he, he quotes Isaiah 61 3. But if you notice, at, the, at that, Jesus didn't say the, the, the vengeance of the Lord, did he? No. Why didn't he say that? It's coming later. That's right. <laughs> See, because he did not come to destroy, he came to save. See? So it was no need to say, I'm going to put the vengeance on you right now. But if you reject what I come to do, then you'll get that later. Amen. Vengeance of the Lord is later. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. Amen. This is why he says in John 12:48 that in the last days, the same word that I've spoken to you will judge you in the last days. Amen. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You are now the anointed ones. So what's your job? Da 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 da. da. Huh? <laughs> what's your job? Preach the gospel to the poor. What else? Heal the broken hearts. Preach the livers to the captives. Recover of sight to the blind. Do what? Set at liberty them that are bruised. Preach the acceptable year, Lord. Now is the day of salvation. Now is it. Amen. This is your job now as a living sacrifice. You're the priest of the temple. You are the priest, amen, to prepare, to teach, to go out and to share. Amen. To be an example of Christ in the earth here. He's chosen you to be living sacrifices. Being willing to sacrifice yourself to set the others free. This is what it's all about now. It's not about you. Yes, you have dedicated and committed yourself to Him because you know what you did? You came to the altar. You were born and snotting all over the place. God, you saved me. I'd do anything for you. Right? Was I the only one? <laughs> God filled me with the Holy Ghost. God, I want to serve you. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I was the only one. So he says, okay, I'll save you. Now go to work. <laughs> you know. So we are now that sacrifice. See, the living sacrifice. The sacrifice was so sins could be forgiven. You know, the sacrifice was so it would be removed. Amen. And so now we have this responsibility to be a sacrifice. Go in. You know, if we lose our lives or whatever, try to save the loss. That's the way it is. He gave his life. You know, and we're not better than he is. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you. When men revile you and persecute you and say all manners of evil falsely against you for my name's sake, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Amen. You want to be that sacrifice for Him. Amen. Praise God. God says in 1 Kings 9.3, when Solomon dedicated the temple, He says, I will put my name there. You know what you got written in your forehead? Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Amen. You belong to Him. And so you are that living sacrifice. You are that temple. You are that spiritual house 
built up to offer up spiritual sacrifices unto the Lord. Amen. And you are that priesthood. So everything that you do now must be a representation of him. Amen. And this earth. Amen. You want to do it right. Amen. Those sacrifices were set apart. You have to remain, remind yourself in your mind, I'm set apart for Christ. So when you wake up in the morning, amen, you're supposed to get along to decide what does God want me to do today here. Amen. You know, and you know, when we talk about holiness, holiness is not separating yourself from something. It's separating yourself to something. Amen. You're separating yourself from the world, but you're separating yourself unto God. See, that's what it, that's what it's all about. See, that's why the priesthood's garments, Aaron on his breastplate, was written holiness unto the Lord. And that's why we so talk so much about holiness is because you're giving yourself unto God. You're chosen by God. You're set apart for Him to be an example. Of him in the earth. Amen. It's making a choice to be his. Amen. The animal didn't have a choice. (laughs) But you have a choice. Choose ye this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me in my house. Joshua said. As for me in this spiritual temple. We're going to serve the Lord. And that's what it's all about. Is you have to make that choice. I'm setting everything else beside for Christ to be his example and what he desires of me to be. Amen. And as Paul told the church at Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, And that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named after him. Amen. So we just found out that the grave can't praise him. Right? The dead can't praise him. Amen. So it's up to the living to praise him. And the living. You are the living sacrifices. Holy and set apart for God. Amen. And so how do we keep ourselves alive? Be a living sacrifice. What else? How do I keep myself alive? Come on, help me out. How do I keep myself alive? Reading, praying, being at church, fasting, doing all these things, adding to my faith. Right. Notice what Peter says in 2 Peter 1, 5. He says, add to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. He says, if these things be in you and abound, they make that you shall not be very nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he that like these things is blind and cannot see afar off and forgotten he has purged from his old sin. Wherefore, the rather, brother, give you your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you'll never fall, but so an entrance. Entrance into the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Everlasting kingdom. You gotta add something. You just can't sit there and do nothing. Amen. 
It's just like getting ready to take a test. If you don't study, you're going to flunk. You know? You want to be alive. You got to build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You got to get along sometime by God and you just got to go into that holy place where just you and Him is along. Amen. And you just got to begin to point your heart to God. You just got to be able to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance and walk in. Man, we're rejoicing in the Lord always. Being excited. Amen. Think about what God has done for you. If you think about what He's done for you and what He's going to do through you, you'll be excited. You'll be alive. He's not dead. Amen. If you commit things to God to take care of it, praise Him for doing it. You know, don't say, well, I don't know if He's going to do it or not. No, you praise Him for it. You praise Him for it. God, I thank you for saving my children. I thank you for healing. I thank you. You just get into that habit, amen, to be excited, to be alive, amen, to know you've committed it to God, you believe God, you trust God. Get the Enoch spirit. Amen. He walked for 300 years. Amen. And God took him, amen, because he pleased God. Amen. The more you please him, the more he's going to do for you. Amen. That's what you got to do. You're not dead. You're alive. Amen. So be excited because you're living sacrifices, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. Renew your mind. Renew your thinking. Amen. And it'll work out just fine. Amen. Praise God. Woo. So next week we're going to talk about a living sacrifice, part two, holiness. Amen. Amen. And and before you get your mind set, you know, just wait and see where God is going to take us. Because I think it's going to take us a different way than what you're thinking. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I just touched on it a little bit. What you're separated from to, to unto. Amen. And so where we're where we going to go to. Where we're going to. Amen. All right. Father, again, we love you tonight. God, words cannot express enough thanksgiving to you, Lord. We're just thanking you right now, God, for your healing touch. God, I am so thankful, Lord, that you have touched lives. You have touched Sister Sonia's eyes. You've touched Sister Linda's body, oh God. You continue to touch Brother Terry, Lord, all the people, Lord. We're just so thankful for what you're doing, God, in every life, in every home, in every situation, God. Everything that's been brought to you, God, I know there's nothing impossible, Lord. And I just thank you so much, God, for your goodness to us, Lord. And we praise you over afresh and anew, God, until we come together again. We say thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Don't forget to swing your clock home Saturday night an hour. Swing forward. Amen. So that you're ready to go. Amen. Sunday morning. God bless you. Greet one another. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.